Welcome back to the Armchair Coach Podcast. My name is Coach Sheffer, and we are back with episode number nine, I believe. I'd have to check uh, to make sure I'm correct on that. But we're talking the 2021 college football conference previews. Now, this is a kind of a special one-off episode because we are talking about the independence. So it's not really a conference, but it kind of is. You know, if they would play each other, that would be kind of cool to see who is the best independent team. But, you know, they really don't do that because some of these teams, well, we'll discuss some of these teams here in a little bit. Um, but I want to reintroduce our panel of coaches tonight. Uh, Coach Bennett, please take a moment to introduce yourself. Great to be back, Coach Sheffer. I'm Matthew Bennett, uh, co-offense coordinator and offensive line coach at Clinton High School in Clinton, South Carolina. I don't have any YouTube or podcast or anything like that. I, I frequently uh, am on here when Coach Sheffer allows me to be. And I've been on Banster stuff a couple times, uh, Coach Steve stuff a couple times. Uh, but if you want to talk football, you can follow me on Twitter, Coach Bennett 32, and uh, shoot me a message. We'll we'll get together. I love to talk football, um, especially offense. If you're a defensive guy, I don't want to hear from you. I'm just kidding. I love you guys, but I don't know near near enough about it. Um, I'm also one half of the strongest faction in podcasting, the Anti-Steve Coalition, with my boy Banstra. The other half of that Anti-Steve Coalition, Coach Banstra, take a moment to introduce yourself. Oh, I need, I need to get, like, flyers or badges or something made for that. I like the NWO shirts. Yeah, oh, that'd be really good. Figure out how to make that work, yes. Um, yeah, so I'm Coach Banstra. I'm the head football coach at uh, Springfield Northwestern here in Ohio. Um, I have a bunch of YouTube podcast stuff. Uh, you can see that stuff below. Um, and then, um, like I said, uh, Coach Bennett, as I said on a previous episode, his next podcast episode debuts December 20th. Mark your calendars. Um, and then you can also check on old stuff of that. I know Steve has not at least one on there. Bennett has one on there. I think Sheffer's, I think, the only one that's technically not been on my channel, if I think correctly. Um, I think I was on YouTube once, so I don't know. I don't, if know. Was, I don't know if it was technically yeah. the podcast, though. And, and, and Heath whines too much for me to have him on. So, um, so yeah. So, there you go. All right. Let's talk to uh, the, you know, recipient of the anti-Coach <laughs> Steve uh, coalition there. Coach Steve. Take a moment to introduce yourself. I'm Coach Steve. I'm the offensive line coach and run game coordinator at Addison Trail High School, as well as the assistant boys basketball coach and assistant girls track coach at Nequa Valley High School, both western suburbs of Chicago and the great state of Illinois. Sarcasm. I also have a podcast and YouTube, The Coach Steve Show, and I am mentally beat down being the president of the Anti-Steve Coalition. I am beat down being the president <laughs> and last but not least the co-host of the armchair coaching podcast coach heath yep coach james heath uh jack of all trades master of none um needless to say you know I, earlier uh episode i said that i'm the uh the head of the uh organization uh make coach steve great again so you know, hopefully we uh, get a little traction here. So, we'll All right. see. Let's talk about some independent football, and we are going to talk about 
this first team is one of two on this list who did not have a season last year, or at least um, didn't have a full season. This team had no season. It was UConn. Uh, so the UConn Huskies, who are currently coached by Randy Edsel, who has been there um, for quite a while now. Uh, he actually had two multiple stints there. Um, so we <laughs> may be one of the shortest episodes. Uh, so we're going to talk about UConn real quick. Their, uh, their uh, schedule this year is at Fresno, home versus Holy Cross, home versus Purdue, at Army, home versus Wyoming, at Vandy, at UMass, home versus Yale, home versus Middle Tennessee State, at Clemson, at UCF, home versus Houston. Uh, so this is uh, one of the hardest schedules uh, that I've seen in uh, quite a while. Um, and so none of us have them having a relatively good season. I'm actually going to start off with Coach Bennett. You have them with the highest win total overall uh, in our predictions, which is three games. So what are your thoughts on UConn? Well, you know, man, I'm a big UConn guy. Uh, love the state of Connecticut. Everything they stand for. Just kidding. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, where do I have a win that y'all don't have a win? All right. So I see. I've got them. I've got them beating UMass. That's just kind of like Randy Edsel's the coach. So we'll go there. I got them beating Yale. I don't know. I I haven't watched Yale play. Apparently, y'all all have. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I just hadn't watched them, but uh, I've got them winning those two back to back and going on the first winning streak in UConn football in a while. And then I've got them beating Holy Cross. Uh, I mean, if they lose to Holy Cross, then Randy might be out of a job. But I mean, other than that, man, they play. This is a hell of a schedule for a lot of teams, but it's really a hell of a schedule for the Huskies. This is tough. At Fresno, cross-country flight. Uh, Purdue, they beat them Big Ten kind of on principle, followed by another on principle game at uh, West Point. I think Wyoming, smack them. Bandy, new staff, revitalized. Got to have that UConn game. They go on the winning streak. They lose to Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Clemson plays everybody. UCF plays everybody. Houston plays everybody. Then we have Coach Steve. You have them going two and ten. I think the rest of us all have them going two and ten. What are your thoughts on UConn? It's tough to not play a year of football and come back and try to play. So this is going to be very rough for some schools. I think Yale might have been the other one. I know I can't remember who all didn't play. But, yeah, it's a tough schedule. It's a tough schedule to come back after not playing a whole year of football. Um, like Coach Bennett said, like they should beat Holy Cross just due to they are the bigger school and the athletes. But after that, it's just a meat grinder of Purdue, Army, Wyoming, Vandy, and that's tough. And even that UMass game, that's that can go either way. Like that's not a guaranteed win either. And then I only picked Yale because after going through a schedule like that, you might be beaten down. 
and that that's just tough. And then Middle Tennessee, Clemson, UCF, and Houston. Good lord! Like UConn went independent, and their schedule just got tougher. They could possibly go over or just one win. Um, but it's just tough to not play football for a year, come in here with this schedule to even do well. And again, UConn is a basketball school. Yeah, very much so. Let me get back to uh, the board I was on. Hey, just so before we move on, first I got to open this up in the chat see what this is. It's probably not good. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, I want to make it very clear to all the listeners that if UConn had played football last year, I make all the same picks. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'd have to agree. Coach Banster, what are your thoughts on uh, UConn? Um, one, I, I, I just want to correct you slightly. It's a girls' basketball school. I wouldn't even call it a basketball school anymore. They, their boys' basketball squad is kind of struggled. Part of that is, I mean, their financials of their athletic department are abhorrent. They're, they, I mean, they've talked about shutting down all athletics permanently. Like their their athletic department is a financial mess. Um, second, I, I'm with Bennett here. I don't care if they played last year or not. I mean, th- my picks aren't really changing. I mean, the only pick I may may have changed is maybe like the Vandy or UMass pick, but I mean, I almost picked Yale to beat them. Like, I think I was the only one that didn't pick. Me and Bennett were the only two that didn't pick Yale to win. But like, I almost picked Yale. Like. And in honesty, part of me almost like there's about 20% part of me that want to pick Holy Cross as well. You haven't played in a calendar year. That is just, that's bad. I mean, that's in like, I mean, I have some other opinions about UConn, which I'm not going to say on a, a podcast, but um, there's, I mean, this schedule is, I mean, opening with Fresno is not an easy game to open up with. I mean, that's a, that's a solid. Mountain West football team right there. Uh, Purdue is a solid Big Ten team. Army is – I mean, I hope they're running triple option stuff now in practice. I really do, to give them even some semblance of – Wyoming will just be physical. Bandy and UMass might be winnable games, depending on what – but I think they're just going to be so beaten up after playing Army and Wyoming two weeks in a row that it's just going to – yeah. And then you – and then, like, I mean, you got Clint, Mill, Tennessee, Clemson, UCF, and Houston at the end of the year. I mean, I'm not high on Houston, but Houston's going to have some athletes that are going to move. And I'm, and I've said this before, that might be Dan Holgerson fighting for his job at the end of that year. And if he's fighting for his job, he's going to be going balls to the wall for some points there. So, I mean, two's – I mean, you're looking probably somewhere between zero and best case four wins. I think realistically you're at the one and two range. Just, I mean – and I, if I remember correctly, looking last week at some of the recruiting stuff, it hasn't been overly high either. So it's not like they've been bringing in like top 30, top 40 recruiting classes. I mean, being the, the school without a conference, not by choice, is not necessarily what you want. And Coach Heath, your thought on your thoughts on the Huskies? They're terrible, uh, guys. I, I'm telling you, Yale, Yale's formidable. Just, just to be clear, uh, almost 40 points a game. They like to throw the ball. Um, I, I think the the I don't think the Ivy League played last year or, they, or had a spring season or anything. But um, I mean, 
Yale's a, a good football team. And we kind of mentioned Holy Cross as well. So there's no gimmies for – they're just not. I picked Yale uh, to win against UConn uh, because of where it's at, you know, towards the last half of the season. Um, if they just would decide to go in a different direction, then, you know, uh, UMass is a toss-up. So really this could be a 1-11 season. Uh, I mean, I think that when it comes down, what it comes down to is they, I don't understand how they're going to be able to come back and resemble anything close to a D1 football program after a year off. I just don't, I, I just don't know, uh, especially with the, the schedule that they've got. All right. I also have them going two and 10. I also picked Yale to beat them because I'm with you guys. I think Yale is a formidable team. Uh, the only teams I have them beating are Holy Cross and um, potentially UMass, even though, hey, that might be a toss-up game, depending on if UMass is any better than they were last season, uh, which wasn't very good at all. But at least UMass played a few games, uh, whereas UConn did not play at all. So I think overall, consensusly, we have them at about two wins. Uh, anyone look up the Vegas odds over under uh, it's UConn? Two, it's, it's two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Nailed it. There we go. All right, let's put the Huskies to bed, and we've got the New Mexico State. They're the Aggies, correct, New Mexico State? Yes. Yes. I think so. All right, so the New Mexico State Aggies. Um, current head coach, Doug Martin, been the head coach since uh, 2013, uh, but a previous head coach from 2005 to 2008 that the listeners might know of is Hal Mummy, uh, was also at New Mexico State. So New Mexico State, uh, another team – that did not play a game last season. At least if there's no record on here. I don't think they did at all. Uh, uh they play, oh God, I want to say they played one. Well, at least on uh, ESPN, it said zero oh, and oh. Well, I think they played in the spring. Yeah, okay. they played Tarlington they played, State and Dixie yeah. State. Yeah, they played like, yeah, two games. That's right. All right. Well, New Mexico State has not been a, uh, winning program at least not in my memory uh and so we let's see what their schedule is so they're at home versus utep at san diego state at new mexico at south carolina state then home versus hawaii at san jose uh san jose state i'm assuming um and then at nevada and then they play Hawaii again at Hawaii, uh, Utah State, at Bama, at Kentucky, and then UMass. Um, oof. So another relatively tough schedule here. You got Bama, Kentucky at the end of the season. You got Hawaii twice, who's probably on the rise a little bit. Uh, San Diego State is usually a tough team, although they're not under center anymore, which sucks. Um, now, we kind of had a conversation before the episode started about the UTEP game, and a couple of us really didn't know what to do with that one. Um, I think most of us picked UTEP, but we'll see what happens. Um, all right, so I'm actually going to go the opposite way, and I'm going to start off with Coach Heath. Coach Heath, what are your thoughts on New Mexico State? I got them with three wins. Um, I've got them beating UTEP. Um, I got him beating South Carolina State and um, beating UMass. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, three and nine. Uh, I just, I mean, it's brutal. Um, cashing some SEC checks from Bama and Kentucky. Um, you know, good for you, I guess. But um, you know, I, New Mexico State's never been a program, at least my, by my knowledge, that's been worth anything. Um, even I think when How Mummy was there. So um, it's interesting they play Hawaii twice. That's the one thing that I thought it was interesting about their schedule is that uh, they play a home and home in the in the same season with Hawaii. I think they dropped uh, Dixie State and had to find someone, and so they did a home and home with Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So craziest thing I've seen in a long time. Um, but if you're an independent, you got to get games where you can get them. Very true. Um, me, I have them at one game, maybe. New Mexico State, in my opinion, is not a very good program. They haven't been in a long time. I don't think they are now. The only game I have them winning is South Carolina State, and that might be a toss-up. I think the Dixie State game was relatively close. If I looked at the schedule there, I, I looked at uh, looked it up just a moment ago. That was a pretty close game. So, And I've honestly never heard of Dixie State unfortunately. Um, so don't think they're going to have a very good season. Um, all right. Coach Banstra, your thoughts on the Aggies? Um, I mean, God, it's – they need to – I mean, and I'm not – I never wish for anybody to get fired. But, what? I mean, he's like six and like 40. What? I mean, he's been there nine years and it's not been good. So the next guy, they need to hire that young – energetic guy that's just going to try to bring in recruits and it's a hard job it's one of the hardest jobs in the country i mean the new mexico schools uteps are not easy to recruit to uh, i picked utep because he fired both his coordinators after this past season and he's trying to keep his job and he brought in two very well experienced guys um outside of that i don't i mean i had them beaten sc state just because they should they're a bigger school Outside that, I don't have them win a game. I think they could beat UMass in the end of the year, but I think they're going to be so beat up from playing Utah State, Bama, and Kentucky three weeks in a row that I don't – like not counting – that's just ignoring the first half of their schedule. Uh, New Mexico State's a uh, – New Mexico and New Mexico State's a rivalry game as well, but I think New Mexico's got it rolling. Hiring Danny Gonzalez and the staff Danny's put together. Um, I just – it's not a great schedule in the first place. Um, you're essentially playing the Mountain West schedule, which is the conference you should be in in the first place, even though they won't take you. Um, it's just, yeah. I mean, and then, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I, I mean, I wish they were better. I really do. Um, but it's just a bad, difficult schedule. And you, when you have, I'm glad you're making money at the end of the year with Bama and Kentucky, but that's not putting yourself in any hopes for being successful. Mm-hmm. Coach Steve, thoughts on the Aggies? They're just not good. Flat out, they're just not very good. Um, they're struggling. And that's, I mean, we're all, I think, on the same page. They're not going to beat UTEP, San Diego State. Um, playing Hawaii twice is going to be tough. San Jose A is going to be tough. Nevada's tough. Then you just, to, to, to end with Hawaii, Utah State, Bama, Kentucky is rough. It's just rough. They might quit. After that, they might just cancel their season again. Um, you know, they maybe beat UMass, um, and I have them maybe beating SEC State, but that's about it. Like, that's it. 
So, I mean, they're just not good. And I hate saying that about any coach or any program. They're just not good. And they're going to struggle. And maybe some schools aren't just meant to be independent. Maybe they have to be in a conference. Like, there has to be a conference out there they could go with that has a better schedule. But, yeah, tough schedule, not a good program. Then I have them 2-10, but they could go over. Mm -hmm. And it sucks to say that, but, yeah, they might go over. All right. And last but not least, Coach Bennett, your thoughts on New Mexico State. Oh, I don't have many thoughts. I actually think I'm going to change my 2-10 to 1-11. and 11. I don't think they're going to come to Orangeburg, South Carolina, and win. South Carolina State, too many uh, – man, I've missed a lot in the chat. No, I'll go turn a light on Lanster. Um, so, yeah, one one and 11, including the loss to South Carolina State. Shout out to my guys Bennett Swigert and Nashon Goddard on the staff down in Orangeburg. Banstra, it doesn't look like a dungeon. You know, you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of a uh, Iron Man. You know, <laughs> when he's in the suit and it's just his face lit up. Yes, yes. <laughs> if I'm Iron Man. I need some damn oil. <laughs> That's true. You know, New Mexico State also needs some oil. So I think we have them consensus. If I took the averages, it's about two wins, maybe. I think it might be more closer to one and a half. What does Vegas say about New Mexico State? Hopefully they're not even taking it. Oh, Good God. lord! Uh, let me scroll down. Uh, two, two. Uh, so right so if I had to guess, Vegas is counting on them beating probably State. probably UCAP and probably SC State would be my guess on what or UMass. Those are out of those three games. They're projecting one of the two wins there. If I had to guess. All right. Speaking of UMass, let's talk about the Minutemen. I don't even know who their head coach is. Hold on. Oh, Walt Bell, uh, former Florida State offensive coordinator, is their current head coach at UMass. Last season they played four games total. And here's a stat for you guys. Points against 161. They gave up 161 points in four games. And they scored 12 in four you games. I want to those four teams they played, though. That's I mean, that's – I roughly remember who that was. I think they started off the year with coastal, like Coastal Carolina or something. Like they didn't play an easy four games. Yeah. Like it was um, Georgia Southern, Marshall, Oof. FAU, and Liberty. Yeah. yeah. So Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> so we're not very high on UMass. I think the well, except for maybe Banstra. Banstra actually has them winning some games, but um. I'll actually go with you first, Bastra, since you have them going five and seven. Um, I honestly don't see it, but you might. Can you tell us something about UMass that we don't know? Uh, I mean, part of that is is just because I really like their linebackers, Coach Dan Carroll. I mean, that's just the honest. Like, some of this is just because I really like people. Um, and I know they've had a couple decent recruiting classes. Um, I think they can beat Eastern Michigan. Um, I think that's a toss-up game. Um, I think that they can definitely beat UConn. Uh, Rhode Island, they should beat they should beat Rhode Island and Maine. Those are lower subdivision schools. Just by nature of what the talent differential should be, they should. Now I'm not going to say Maine isn't a bad. A, Maine's a pretty solid football program. Um, and then you should beat New Mexico State. Like there there are there are winnable games on the schedule. Now on the other hand of this, you're not beating Army. You're not beating Florida State. You're not beating Liberty. 
Um, who was CCU again? Um, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Um, you're, de- you're definitely not beating them, and you were definitely starting 0-2 against Pitt and Boston College. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I mean, there are four, five, six winnable games on the schedule. It's just they got to execute. Um, I think it will be very interesting to see what they do, um, given everything. Um I but I but Vegas I Vegas has a I'm probably just gonna pick the over against Vegas once I once we talk about Vegas's number. Mm-hmm. Well, I have them going two and ten. The only wins I see on their schedule, well, I you know the main one I actually picked Maine to win that one. I think it's a toss up. I think UMass is basically a you know double A team. Um, I think they could win versus Rhode Island, but I think that's a toss up. And then the New Mexico State, I have them winning that one. But, again, depends on how good or how bad New Mexico State is. Have them going 10-2. and two. The rest of us have them going a 1-11. and 11. And uh, let's go with Coach Steve first. Coach Steve, um, where do you foresee UMass getting their one win? I see them getting their one win against Rhode Island. And Coach Banstra said it best. They just should win that game. And even they should beat Maine. But if I had to pick one of those – like games where they would lose is against Maine because it's a good football program. And maybe they could win with New Mexico State. Maybe UConn. But I, to me, that's it. I don't think they have a chance to beat any other team. I guess maybe Toledo. I don't know. But the rest, I don't see them standing a chance to win. So I just went with it's still a tough schedule. You open with Pitt, Boston College, Eastern Michigan, Coastal Carolina. Like, that's tough to get beaten down like that. So, the one and 11, but the one win I saw was Rhode Island, mm-hmm. um, just because they should. That's the only reason why I picked that, because they should. The rest is is tough. Yeah. From what I've heard, I think Rhode Island's supposed to be okay in their division, but we'll see. Uh, Coach Heath, your thoughts on UMass? I don't even want to talk about UMass. Uh, I mean, hey, they got an Ohio State person on staff. You should be ecstatic. He's an Ohio guy. Shouldn't you be spouting out like 85 facts about Ohio State people right now? Don't care. <laughs> don't care. No offense to them. Just don't. I, I mean, another another program that he's got a, it's kind of a head scratcher to me uh, that should drop down. Or something. Um, no place in, in D1. I got them losing to Maine. Um, I'm just, just taking a look at some Rhode Island stats and I I'm, might even jump on that wagon. Uh, just not not good. Uh, I see him with one win. Maybe it's Rhode Island and that's it. So that's all I got to say. No need to waste time any more than I already have. What about you, Coach Bennett? Thank you. Second, everything he said. Mm-hmm. I don't have. I mean, I don't. I don't have a lot for you here. Yeah. I don't see him. I see him winning one game, and that was against Rhode Island. Well, consensusly, because of Banstra ticking up the numbers here, we have them at about two wins over under. So, what does uh, what does Vegas say about UMass? Over under five. five. One. One. Mm. Yep, Vegas, and I had to hunt for it. Yeah, sorry, one and a half. I apologize. So, mm. yeah, one and a half is over, over under for Vegas. Under, under. 
All right, let's put those Minutemen away. Let's talk about a team that's actually pretty decent. Talk about the Liberty Flames. Uh, currently coached by, well, I'm going to be completely honest, not my favorite coach of all time, Hugh Freeze. Um, and so last season, Liberty went 10-1 uh, and one and won their bowl game uh, in a very tight game versus Coastal Carolina. It was a very good game, actually. Um why don't I like Hugh Freeze? I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> mainly, can we get Chef Rob? <laughs> yeah. Uh, mainly, if, if Hugh Freeze can get a break, then uh, there might be another coach that I may or may not have mentioned on Twitter before who should also get a second chance. Um, so, Liberty, last season 10 and 1. This season, their schedule home versus Campbell at Troy home versus Old Dominion, at Syracuse, at UAB, home versus Middle Tennessee State, at UL Monroe, at North Texas, home versus UMass, at Ole Miss, home versus Louisiana, and then home versus Army. Um, I'd take him at Texas. No, I would not. <laughs> I would not. Um, so let's go through the schedule. They have some teams here that are – not so great, but then there's a couple teams on here that are actually really good. Um, so who's probably our – I'm going to go ahead with Coach Bennett here. What are your thoughts on the Liberty Flames? Uh, I'm going to play the Banster card here and say 11-1 and one for a myriad of reasons. They're phenomenal on offense. Um, Hugh Freeze is a, a good football coach, regardless of what you may think of him personally, maybe Spurn, Texas – Back in the day, I don't know. I don't know what he's done to you. But Michael Bollinger plays for Liberty and played for us when I was at Boiling Springs High School and always root for my guys. The only game I've got them losing is Army on Prince. Yep. Uh, Coach Steve, what are your thoughts on Liberty? I know they got Syracuse on that schedule, and you, you like Syracuse, so what are your thoughts about them? I agree with Coach Bennett. <clears throat> Regardless of what people think about Hugh Freeze, that man can coach football to get to Liberty and do well his first year. He can coach football. The outside stuff we can be off off air, but he can coach football. Um, their schedule, I think, fits for them. To, I have them nine and three, um, but I think it fits well to be successful. Um, now, I did pick Syracuse only because – of working around Dino Babers at EIU during their spring ball. Yes, he had Jimmy G and Coach Lanch that was there and and all of them. And but that's always why I picked them. Syracuse was young last year. I think that'll be a good game. I think that'll be a nice game to watch when Syracuse has their guys being a year in that system that was young last year. So that could be a shootout. So I just went with Syracuse on base of working around Dino Babers. Um Having them going on a roll, beating UAB, Middle Tennessee, UNL Monroe, North Texas, UMass. Then I have them losing to Old Miss. I still think that's a good game. But Old Miss, I just have them winning um, due to Lane Kiffin and the athletes. Um, have them winning the week after against Louisiana. Then I have Army coming in because – I guess to agree with the rest of you. So I don't take any more heat, but because at that time it depends if army is rolling, Liberty won't, won't get them. If Jeff Munkin has them rolling at that time, 
because we've seen it before when Army is rolling near the end of the year, nobody's stopping them. So if they're rolling, Army will win that game. If Army struggles and Liberty competes with Old Miss and then just whips Louisiana, they will win that game. But I just have them going nine and three looking at this, but it's a, it's a schedule to be successful and Hugh Freeze is doing well there. And I think it will continue. Vanstra, your yeah. thought on the flames. Um, I think uh, what's his face Turner Gill fixed it. And then they brought in um, Hugh Freeze to add the offensive mojo. Um, I mean, you can say what you want about Hugh Freeze. Uh, um, uh, uh outside of the football realm, but he's got, he, he's a good offensive coach. He can score points. Um, I pretty much, I have them, I mean, as we've kind of said uh, on principle, losing army. Uh, I just think that's hard to defend. Uh, I've, I've talked about Louisiana on, on the past uh, Sunbelt one and where I think they could be. Uh, Ole Miss should just have just more talent. That's what that should be. And, and Lane Kiffin is, is probably one of the few people that can truly just out call um, you freeze. And the other one is I just really like UAB. I like what coach coach is doing down there um, compared to what, I mean, I don't know how many of you remember what UAB was 15 years ago and the fact that they shut down for a year and a half, but where they are now compared to then is, is night and day. And he's got that into a real program. So um, I have them going eight and four, um, but I mean, they could beat UAB. They could beat Louisiana and be 10 and two. Um, I think 10, 2, 11 ones are high mark. I think they're low marks, probably eight wins. Coach Heath, you have them at 11 and 1 uh, and the only loss to Ole Miss. What are your thoughts about uh, Liberty this season? I think they pick up where they left off. I think Ole Miss, you know, it's what Coach Banster just said. Uh, I think Ole Miss is just a little bit better. Um, maybe a toss up in that last game against Army. Um, you know, that could be a the difference between 11 and one and 10 and two is how, how well they prepare for, for army uh, in a home game. But, you know, again, Hugh Freeze is one of those guys who um, all the other stuff aside, he's going into the Liberty. I think he's done a hell of a job, set himself up. You know, we talk about a couple of places where there's a hot seat. Um, you know, I think he set himself up to, go somewhere else if you know we talk about Dana Holgerson and, and Houston it's I think it's a big year for him personally because I think that you know he's only stays at Liberty for so long um you know so I, I think it's personal for for Hugh Freeze this year um mm -hmm. I think he's if they have a really good season he's gone somewhere else um there's another coach that could easily come in and you know, step in at Liberty since they, they love offense there. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll save it. But, you know, needless to say, I think Liberty goes 11-1 and one and Hugh Freeze is gone after after this season. He's going to go somewhere, somewhere else because he's rehabbed his reputation uh, and he still shows that he can coach and that's what matters mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Well. Uh, so I also have them going 10 and two. The only games I have them losing are Ole Miss and Army, which I think both of those games are actually going to be clock closer. Ole Miss doesn't play any defense whatsoever. Um, and I do think Liberty, you know, 
I love Army, but I think Liberty's talent is a little bit better. But I think Army's schemes and the coaching staff are a little bit better. So I think it's going to be a good game. What's the Vegas? Nine. Nine. Okay. I still so, think. I, mean, I still the think. The correct they're... answer is eleven. So the correct I mean, answer is eleven. If I, I, agree with I that. guess, if I'm looking at this guessing for Vegas. They have, what, 12 games on their schedule. So, Vegas probably has them losing to Army, Ole Miss, and then I would probably guess either Syracuse or UAB. I'm just looking. I'd, I'll bet Vegas has them losing to Syracuse, UAB, and Ole Miss. Yeah. I don't think they'll put Army up there. Vegas yeah. Vegas is not good with the triple teams. They lose money on them every year, except for the over-under, because people still bet the over in the Army-Navy game for some reason. So, we've got BYU Cougars. Uh, coached by Kalani Sataki. Um, last season, 11 and 1. Also had the number two overall draft pick as quarterback going to the Jets. Uh, last season had a really good offensive line, points for 522, points against 184. So pretty darn good on offense. Um, pretty good overall team. The only loss on BYU schedule last year was Coastal Carolina, which was kind of a last-minute game. That was one of the games of the season last year. Um, everyone was hyped up about that one. But here are uh, the Cougars' schedule for this season. Uh, home versus Arizona, Utah, Arizona State, and Southern Florida. Then at Utah State, home versus Boise, at Baylor, at Wazoo, home versus Virginia, Idaho State, Georgia Southern at uh, USC, and that's going to be the end of their season there. So uh, they've got a tough schedule this year, um, and I'm pretty sure Banch just told us about this a little bit. They've lost quite a few um, of their staff. They've also lost their really good quarterback. Uh, they do have some offensive line players coming back, but their offensive line coaches at Baylor now. Uh, so I'm actually going to let Banster go first. You have them going from 11 and one last season to four and eight this year. Uh, so Banster, what are your thoughts on the BYU Cougars? One, their schedule sucks. Two, they lost two really good offensive coaches. Three, you lost that quarterback who went what third overall, second overall, wherever the hell he went. Like you don't, you don't. You, that combination is not a good thing in general. I mean, you start off with Arizona, who has Don Brown ready to just just blitzkrieg people to death because, I mean, he just got – was a scapegoat at Michigan. You get Utah week two, who who probably has the most underrated head coach in all of the country, uh, Kyle Winningham. Arizona State, I mean, Arizona State's going to try to win as many games as humanly possible before whatever the NCAA does to them by the end of this academic year. Um, so, I don't – I mean, I, I have them going – Pretty much 0 and 4 to start. I think they'll they'll be so beat up from the first three weeks that they'll lose to South Florida. Okay, they'll find a way to beat Utah State because that's too big of a rivalry game. Um, you got you have to be at least one of the other Utah schools. Um, they'll beat Boise because Boise. I mean, I'm not overly confident in Boise. I gave them that win on our last podcast, just kind of as a tie break. But I mean, I, I think they'll win there. Um, Dave Aranda is pretty much going to do the same thing that Don Brown's going to do. He's going to just blitzkrieg the crap out of them. I really love Nick Rolovich and Craig Stutzman at um, Wazoo. I think they're going. The run and shoot's going to be in full gear by then. 
because uh, I didn't get to install the full run and shoot last year. I talked to Craig, and they did, got about a third of not half of their offense in because of COVID and everything. Uh, they didn't change anything. They just kind of kept installing as the year went on. Um, Virginia, uh, that's that'll be a very – I think that'll be a good game, but I think Virginia is just at a better place right now. They'll beat Idaho State. I think they'll find a way to beat Georgia Southern at the end of the year because I just don't know what Georgia Southern is going to look like with some of their staff turnover from last year. And then USC should win just off of talent. That should, that's, that's, it should be a win off of talent. Um, but you can't lose an offensive coordinator and an O-line coach who pretty much helped write your offense and that quarterback and then start off with those first three games and expect to win more than six games in this year, just in my opinion. And the second half of your schedule ain't great either. When you got Baylor, Wazoo, Virginia as three back-to-back games, I mean, it's this is a brutal schedule. Like, like this is a schedule. If you're that independent or that group of five, that if you win, this is what gets you into a playoff game. If you if you can go twelve and one, or eleven and one, or undefeated with this schedule, this schedule is brutal. So, um, yeah, I just don't. With all the turnover they've had, player wise and coach wise, I just don't see it. Well, Coach Bennett, you have them going five and seven. What are your thoughts on BYU? I just kind of similar to what Basher said. I mean, I think they lost too much. Their schedule's too hard. Uh, Arizona, you got the crazy Don Brown. He'll be ready you, a whole offseason to prepare. That's tough. Uh, I actually think Utah's going to be pretty good. Arizona State, they're in a they're in a bad spot as far as some recruiting stuff, but. I don't know if there's many people in the world that can rally the troops as good as Herm. Uh, I got USF upset them. I mean, I think Coach Scott is going to get some people that he shouldn't. I think that's a prime time to do that. Um, and I got them winning some. Um, got them losing to Virginia because Virginia's pretty good, uh, better than people think. And then I got them beating Georgia Southern, but I don't even really feel really confident about that. So I could see them going four and eight as well. But I got them at five and seven, just losing too much uh, with too tough, too tough a road to hoe. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I also have them having a very tough, you know, beginning of the year. However, if they were to win one of those first three games, I think it would have to be Arizona. Arizona has not been very good. Um, so that would be the one that they could potentially get. I do think they beat, uh, Southern Florida. Um, I think they lose to Baylor, lose to Virginia, not trying to be a Virginia Homer, but they've got some, uh, pretty good talent there at UVA. Um, they're just in kind of a, like a little tough conference there for them. They got, U, uh, USC is going to beat them, but I think, you know, they beat Idaho state, beat Georgia Southern. I do have them beating Washington state. But that that was a toss up for me, and I'm actually thinking I might be <laughs> wanting to go back on that one. But oh well, already picked it. So I have them going seven and five. But I think, in my opinion, that's probably their ceiling, um, based on what we've talked about so far. However, Coach Steve actually has them going a little bit further, going to eight and four. Coach Steve, your thoughts on BYU? I thought this was a BYU podcast, so I had to lean more towards BYU than anything else. But this might be an Ohio State podcast. We're not quite sure on which one it is yet. But I can tell you for damn sure it's not that. Not all the way around. <laughs> um, the one I want to go back on and probably change 
is the Arizona one. The only reason why I originally picked BYU was because, yeah, BYU lost some things, but they lost a coach or two. But Arizona gets a new head coach, new things coming in. Like, at least BYU has their head coach, most of the coaching staff. That's why I went with BYU. But if I were to change one, it would be that one. But I have them losing to Utah and Arizona State. Herm Edwards would get them ready to go with Arizona State. Utah is not a bad team at all. So that one with losing some things that BYU has lost, they'll lose that one. And then I have them going on a uh, was it a four win run here against USF, Utah State. I'm not confident in Boise State with the new head coach. Then I had them because they're so confident with those three wins to beat Baylor. Um, if I were to change another one, it'd be that one, but I have them upsetting Baylor. Like Coach Banster said, uh, Washington State will have that uh, run and shoot fully installed. So I think they're going to be a lot better than what they were last year. Um, the Virginia game, I just went with BYU just because I didn't watch Virginia as much last year. I watched more of BYU, so I know more about them. But – I would not be shocked in the slightest if Virginia won that game. Then I just haven't beaten Idaho State, Georgia Southern, and then USC should just beat them because it's USC. Um, just depends on where they're at. If you USC is struggling, BYU will win. If you, USC is kind of rolling, they'll win. So waiting for, but I, I could see them winning only six games too. I just went with the ceiling, mm-hmm. the ceiling with eight and four. And then right at that, right at five hundred, we got Coach Heath. Thoughts on BYU? <laughs> Brutal schedule. Um, Coach Bansra hit the nail on the head with Arizona. You've got a pissed off defensive coordinator who's just wanting to tee off on someone. Um, I think that's going to be a great opportunity for Arizona to, um, you know, really show who they are and have success. Um, Utah is not a bad program. Arizona State, I, I think that adversity is going to bring those guys together. Um, you know, I think they're going to have a hard time stopping. I think everyone's going to have a hard time stopping the run game um, at Arizona State. We'll talk about that whenever we get the, the Pac-12. But, um, you know, I see them six and six. You know, maybe they get, uh, you know, wins against the teams that they should beat. Um, I you know, I just think it's a tough schedule, and you're trying to figure out how to replace a guy who really made that offense go. Um, you know, kind of like uh, you know Johnny Manziel at uh, A&M type deal. I mean, it's you know, do they you have another guy who can do that? Because I think that was a big part of why they had offensive success last year, and uh, that guy's not walking through the door this year. So, you know, overall six and six, and it's, it's crazy for, for those six losses or to pack 12 teams or actually, no, I've got them five. Yeah. I'm sorry. Correct. Let me correct myself. Five of those six losses are uh, the pack 12 teams. All right. So consensusly we have BYU going to about six wins overall. What does Vegas say for BYU? Uh, okay, give me a second. I just had it open. Uh, BYU was scroll back down. Uh, BYU was six and, a half. six and a half. Almost right on the dot. All right. Next team that we want to talk about is Notre Dame. And so Notre Dame last season played in the ACC. 
going nine and zero overall conference record with a ten and two overall record. Um, so beating Clemson in the regular season, but losing to Clemson in the championship game, and then losing to Alabama. Correct? I forgot. I don't know why I forgot. They lost to Alabama. So all right, Notre Dame losing also their uh, multi-year quarterback Ian Book, uh, and so. They do get a new defensive coordinator to help fix that defense a little bit. Uh, but Coach Banstra is a little bit down on Notre Dame this year. Either that's because he hates Notre Dame or <laughs> he really thinks they're going to be down. They're just one of those teams that, you know, they have one really good season and then they have a couple years of what's like mediocrity. Um, and so the, here's their schedule at Florida State, home versus Toledo, Purdue, Wisconsin, Cincinnati at Virginia Tech, home versus USC, UNC, Navy, at Virginia, home versus Georgia Tech, at Stanford. Uh, so that's a not an easy schedule whatsoever. Probably their easiest game on there is Toledo, uh, maybe Georgia Tech. <laughs> um, we'll see how that goes. But that's just because we hate Georgia Tech on this podcast now. But – the way I see it, um, I think they, I have them going eight and four. Um, and I talked about this on an earlier episode. I have them losing to Cincinnati, but that might be a stretch based on our discussion about Cincinnati earlier. Um, I also have them losing to Wisconsin. I think this is a back, uh, bounce back year for Wisconsin. I have them losing to USC. I think USC is going to be a, a pretty good football team this year. I also have them losing to North Carolina. Um, I think North Carolina is going to be most likely one of the challengers against Clemson in, in the uh, ACC this year. Um, but I have them beating everybody else on their schedule just because they're Notre Dame and they will have some talent. Uh, so let me see who else has them going not so great. I'm actually going to go ahead and let Coach Banster go and have his little discussion about Notre Dame. I just I I don't foresee them being as good. They just don't they don't put back to back twelve and zero seasons. It's like every seven years. So I just don't think, and I think it's going to be some adjustment, some of the new defensive stuff. You lost a solid defense coordinator to Vanderbilt, um, but they just never. I mean, it's not just Brian Kelly. It's every it's every Charlie Weiss. Um, everybody like they just don't put back to back seasons together. I mean, they're still nine and three, which isn't a bad record by any means. But I think Florida State's going to – Florida State almost has to beat them week one because whatever that is, Florida State is, that mess down there, he's already on the hot seat and he's been there a year. Like, and same thing with the, the prior. Like, it's like you got to figure some stuff out. I think Wisconsin will out physical in week four, in all honesty. I think those big six-foot-five, six-foot-six offensive linemen they have are just going to down block crap out of them. Um, and then I think about all of us consistently, like, I think if North Carolina is going to make a run. It's going to be this year with Phil Longo, um, and they're just going to try to just outscore him. I think it's going to be a year or two adjustment for them with the new D.C. and just kind of getting back. I mean, they got to reload a little bit. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, and I know Keith might be able to correct me on this, um, I didn't their quarterback graduate. I want to say their quarterback left for the NFL or graduated. So, I mean, you got a nice little – change there as well I mean they're still nine and three which almost pains me to say but um I think like I said at Florida State Wisconsin North Carolina they're gonna lose some games on the schedule 
I think the other kind of sleeper on their schedule to lose to is probably Virginia, um, since you have to go to Virginia. I, think, I don't think Virginia's bad. Virginia's just historically lately, since they've hired uh, what's-his-face uh, from BYU, uh, they've been a nine-win program. So, I mean, they've been pretty, pretty consistent. So that's kind of where I think they're at. Coach Heath, what are your thoughts on Notre Dame? I think they upgraded defensively with Marcus Freeman. Um, you know, I know um, their defensive coordinator went to Vandy to be a head coach. Um, I've got them 11 and one. And <laughs> to tell you the truth, whenever I, I look at it, um, they're really rebuilding on the offensive end. Uh, they got a transfer. I think he's a transfer from Wisconsin. who's actually going to be coming in to play quarterback who most of his attempts have been, you know, that short passing game that Wisconsin likes to use. Uh, it's not really anything of what Brian Kelly likes to do with, you know, uh, going vertical. So I think that's, that is going to be um, an issue, but, you know, I, when I go through, I think they trip up against Wisconsin. Exactly. Uh, it's been said they get out physical, um, but I think it's it's good for him. I got him, um, you know, beating Cincinnati. Uh, after that, I think that's that could be back to back losses. I mean, I have him eleven and one, and I guess I'm questioning. <laughs> I am questioning, especially at the end against Stanford. I mean, Stanford decides that um, you know they've had an entire season to figure out that Notre Dame's defense can uh, can be beat down and you know physically. You know that's a that, that's a possible opportunity for another loss. So um, I'm not confident with 11 and one, but it's there, and uh, I'll stick with it for right now. Mm-hmm. All right, Coach Bennett, what about Notre Dame for you? I think they lose to Florida State, Wisconsin, and North Carolina. I think Florida State's got the talent there to be good year two. I think uh, I think Wisconsin's going to be a sack of hell like they usually are. I think North Carolina's the second best team in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Other games, I think they win. Marcus Freeman's a definite upgrade at defensive coordinator. He'll have those guys flying around. Um, I just Norvell early. You know, Wisconsin. It don't matter who your defensive coordinator is; they're going to do what they do. And then uh, I hate I hate to say they beat Navy, but that's that's just if that quarterback's dealing, it's a different story. But if they're if they're basically a big double option team, that'll be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got them nine and three. I don't. I mean, Banster's Banster's already said this true. They're they're not a back to back twelve win team. So, you know. Last but not least, Coach Steve. Um, I have them going ten and two. Um. Yeah, I think they did upgrade with their defensive coordinator. So I think their defense will be a little better watching their defense before it looked like they didn't really disguise what they were doing on defense. You might see a little more disguising of what they're going to do last year. It seemed like they wanted to keep everything in front on defense and just tackle, which they're good at. So I think defensively they'll get better. Losing Ian Book, I think he got drafted by the Saints. Losing him is going to be tough. He was the most winning quarterback in Notre Dame history, I think. So that's going to be tough to replace. But what I saw from Notre Dame last year was they would go double tight ends, unbalanced, and still run the ball. 
So if they stick to that type of formula, I think they can compete in some games. Um, Kelly took a step back and lets people call offense. Defense, he takes a step back um, and lets them do their thing. So I think that's why they kind of improved when he takes a step back and just be a head coach. So I have them winning the first game, which they could lose. Coach Bennett said it best. Florida State will be better. Um, but Notre Dame, I think, would win that game. They beat Toledo. They beat Purdue. Now, I have them beating Wisconsin only because last year Wisconsin had a freshman quarterback, and they did have to cancel some games with COVID because Wisconsin had different rules and the Big Ten had different rules. Wisconsin, if their run game wasn't going in a couple games, if they don't get it going, they didn't really have anybody to get to the outside. You know, if they couldn't run up the middle, they didn't really have anybody last year to get to the outside. So if they struggle with that, if Notre Dame can stop the run and Wisconsin can't get to the outside, I think Notre Dame can squeak that out. I think Notre Dame would come in and beat Cincinnati. I think their defense coordinator would come in with an edge, like we're going to beat them. Beating Virginia Tech, and then I have USC beating them. I I like Graham Harrell there calling offense. So I think him coming in, I think it's going to be a nice battle. We're all high on North Carolina. They have a high-flying offense. It's a fun team to watch. I think it'd be a shootout and they win. Notre Dame coming in to beat Navy only because it sounds like Notre Dame should win. You know, talent-wise, they should. Um, Then I haven't beaten Virginia, beaten Georgia Tech, and beating Stanford going 10-2. and Um, But it all depends on their quarterback play and depends on if they continue the trend on offensive play calling that they have the last two years if this is going to happen. All right. Notre Dame, consensusly, we have them averaged out at nine and a half. Are we close to Vegas? Nine. Dang. Yes. All right. Let's put Notre Dame to bed, and we are on our last independent team and probably the conversation that we definitely wanted to have at the end of this episode. Um talk about the army black knights up in west point um and so this is in my yes i am a texas fan but currently i think army is my favorite team as of right now um i love jeff monken now we've had a discussion yeah you can call me a bandwagoner all you want i've actually liked them for quite a while they're always been one of my favorite teams to do a dynasty with on uh NCAA. So I love their coach. Um, you know, we've had the discussion about whether or not he leaves Army for another job. And if he does, does he take the triple option with him? Um, and so, you know, we had that conversation about South Carolina, how they bitched and complained about him being on the list of potential coaches. Um, so we'll see what happens. And, and I think, uh, Coach Steve, I, you may have said it that if he goes somewhere else as a head coach at a bigger school, he might not take the triple with him. Um, so I don't know if that was you or somebody else said that, but probably I'll take the blame. Of course. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd say. No, knowing half of his family in Illinois, I think that's where I got it from was that may not happen. So last season army went nine and three overall 321 points for 178 points against uh, losing to West Virginia in a very tough, tight bowl game at the end of the year. Also beating Navy in a very foggy <laughs> and tight game, 
towards the end of the season. That was a pretty good one. That was the only – that was the first time it had been played in West Point. And I can't remember how many years. I know they, they played it up uh, when they talked about it, but it's a pretty good game. All right, so – Matt Drinkle is at OC. Yeah, maybe. All right. So we actually, all of us, even Coach Heath, we all have them going with double digit wins. Um, so here is their schedule for this year. They're going to play at Georgia State, home versus Western Kentucky, then UConn, Miami of Ohio, at Ball State, at Wisconsin, home versus Wake Forest. Air Force, Bucknell, UMass, at Liberty, and then versus Navy in the Army-Navy game. Um, so I'm actually going to allow Coach Bennett to go first. Coach Bennett, what are your thoughts on the Army Black Knights? Uh, winner's win. Munkin's a winner. I have 10-2 and two because I would have 11-1, and one, but I think Coach Ken gets his boys off the mat this year in the Army-Navy game. I think the only loss on the schedule other than that is Wisconsin. I think they beat Georgia State. No offense, Georgia State, great staff. They're doing a great job. Early in the year, not what you want to see. Um, Western Kentucky, I think they beat. They'll beat UConn as they want to. Miami, Ohio, I don't know those guys as well as y'all do. I've watched them play on a couple Tuesdays. Um, they'll beat Ball State. They'll beat Wisconsin in what might be the most physical football game of that month. Um, I think Wisconsin will beat them, but it'll be tight. Um, Wake won't be able to stop them. Munkin does well against Air Force. I don't know what state Bucknell is located in. Uh, they'll beat UMass on principle, Liberty on principle. And I think they lose the Navy game because my grandpa was in the Navy, go Navy, beat Army. All right. Coach Steve, your thoughts on Army? I actually have 11 and one, which I know that's shocking to people. Um, this schedule just sets up good for a 10 win, 11 win season for them. And if they get some confidence early in the season, that's where it rolls. Like a couple of years ago, I think they went 10 and two. That's what it was. They had confidence. They were winning and just kept rolling. Jeff Munkin gets them ready to play from getting them pumped up. Um, they'll beat Georgia State, West Kentucky, UConn. I like Miami, Ohio's offensive coordinator. Um, but I don't know if their defense will be ready to handle Army's offense. I think their Miami, Ohio's offense will do well. But I don't know about the defense. They'll beat Ball State. Then I have them losing to Wisconsin. Um, but Coach Bennett said that's going to be the toughest game of the year. That may come down to the last possession of who gets the ball last. And it might be a low-scoring game as well. Um, they'll beat Wake Forest, Air Force, Bucknell, UMass. Then just beating Liberty um, because Hugh Freeze is an offensive guy, not a defensive guy. So on that, Army would win. Then I just have Army beating Navy because Jeff Munkin has had their number. Um, so going 11 and 1. If they're going to lose a game in there somewhere, you would be Navy, maybe Liberty. That's one of them that they could lose. But I see a 10 win, 11 win season for Army. And Jeff Munkin's name getting swirled around again for another head job. 
And yes, I think he'll bring the option, but it might be what he did at Georgia Southern instead of what they're doing now. Knowing his family, what they say, that's probably what would happen if he ever left. All right. Coach Banstra, thoughts on Army? 11 uh, 1 losing Wisconsin. I mean, the Army Navy game is the Army Navy game. I'm not going to try to, I mean, that game can always go both ways. You people that fight for our country, and that's probably the best rivalry game in all of college sports. Um, but ignoring that game, they're, they're, I mean, I just see them losing Wisconsin to their point. Like they could lose the Liberty. I could see that. Um, that's not out of the realm of possibility just because of what Hugh will do on offense there and just probably this slight talent difference. But I mean, again, it sucks preparing for the triple. It just does. It doesn't matter high school or college level. It just sucks. And he always has a different wrinkle every year of something he can do. Um, but I, I'm going 11 and one. Um, it's, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Coach Heath. Hopefully I have uh, redeemed myself. Uh, I've got army going 10 and two, nothing would um, believe it or not make me happier than to see the army put themselves in a, a situation where um, they get into a good bowl game and bowl games are actually welcoming, welcoming them in Um and what happened last year, you know, thank God, it was, it was West Virginia, correct? Decided that they were going to, you know, they wanted to play a, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. The sacrifice it's made, um, you know, let Army or Navy in, in the game every year simply because of, you know, what those young men and women do, period. Um, I have Wisconsin and Liberty. Those are the only two. Um, games where I think that there's a you know, possibly a loss. I think it's it's a shootout. Well, I think let me put it this way: it's not a shootout, but Liberty's offense has to carry them uh, in a home game to be able to win that one. Um, as far as at Wisconsin, I think that's a close game. I think it's a lot closer than what um, you know Big Ten people are going to say. Well, it's Army. Well, uh, it's tough. Um, it's it's tough to prepare for. Um, that's the only two losses I've got. But again, let me let me repeat that so everyone can hear. Uh, nothing would be better than to see Army push for, you know, a, an actual like New Year's Day bowl and be in it and play. That would be awesome. I completely agree. I also have them going ten and two. Um, again, I think they do lose to Wisconsin. There's just a lot of talent there that they have to beat. Um, and I have them losing to Navy because they've had Navy's number the past couple seasons, and I think uh, Navy's going to be an improved team this year. Uh, maybe they're able to throw the ball around. The big question for me for Army is who's going to be the quarterback because the last two seasons it's been, you know, back and forth. Like, you know, somebody gets hurt, they're trying kids out. You know, last season they kept putting two or three different players in there, you know, different situations. Um, so if they get one guy at quarterback who can stay in there and compete, um, I know there were uh, – when they had those two 10 and 2, 11 and 1 seasons back in the day, uh, back a couple of years ago, I shouldn't say back in the day, they had a consistent guy at quarterback. And they also had a dominant fullback, at least one, if not multiple dominant fullbacks in that offense. Do they have a dominant fullback right now? They graduated the more dominant fullbacks so far. 
we'll see if they've got guys to replace him. I'm pretty sure um, their fullbacks coach is one of the best in the country. So I think they're going to improve. If they get a quarterback who is consistent, they have to improve. They have to. Um, I think that was their Achilles heel last year when they actually lost a couple of games. Uh, it was, they just did, they couldn't do anything at quarterback. Um, and, you know, to your point, those bigger teams that they've played the past couple of years, they played Ohio state, they played Michigan, they played o- Oklahoma, uh, the Michigan, the Michigan game, they almost took to over, they, did they take Michigan to overtime? Yeah. One year they did. I know they took Oklahoma to overtime. Yeah, yeah, they did. And then they something met something like they lost yards or something that cost them the field goal. And then they end up losing that game. It's a game they should have won. I remember yeah. that because I was pissed. I think they, if I remember correctly, it was like third down. And instead of running the ball and getting a few yards and going for the field goal that would have tied the game or I, it might have even won it, they tried to throw it and they think they threw an interception. That, that's how they lost to Michigan. And uh, something similar happened in Oklahoma where they lost in overtime. I think they threw another interception. They shouldn't have thrown the ball at all. Um, and then Ohio State beat them by more, but Army did not embarrass themselves. So Wisconsin, is it last year's Wisconsin or is it improved Wisconsin? If it's last year's Wisconsin and Army's rolling – we might be talking about Army actually beating Wisconsin here. Um, but I think we've all picked Wisconsin to win that game. Um, but consensus-wise, if we look at their uh, win-loss record from us, I think we have them at 10 and, five, uh, 10 and a half wins. Um, what does Vegas say on Army? Uh, Vegas gives Army eight. Eight. I'd take the over personally. That's just me. I do. I do think, again, I don't know anything about Miami, Ohio, and I think ball state's probably going to be a tough team. Wake forest might be a tough game too, because wake forest can actually score on offense. Um, They just can't play defense. So we'll see what happens with that. And Liberty's going to be tough too. So I don't think there's a whole lot of games on here, except for maybe Bucknell, UConn, that they actually win by lots of points, multiple. What was that line again? Eight. Vegas has over under of eight. We I have them at ten and a half. I just don't say four losses. No, I don't either. I could see a potential where it would happen if they aren't clicking, but I don't know if there's four. I could see Liberty. I could see them losing to Wake Forest and Wisconsin, maybe Navy. I want to be politically correct here. <laughs> yeah, after your tirade. That's true. All right. Um, all right, guys, any last final comments about any of these teams? Because I don't really see any teams on here who really have a shot at the playoff. Maybe one or two of them have a shot at a New Year's Day Bowl. But Yeah, I, I think that – you know, everyone is going to talk about Notre Dame. I have said they'll be 11 and 1. Um, I think they've got pretty good roster talent. They're probably a year away from, you know, maybe making some noise and making the playoff. But, um, you know, the bottom line is, I, I don't see 
you know, again, I said 11 and one, there's a lot of question marks there. A lot more question marks from Notre Dame this year. Um, you know, they're probably a year away, but um, I don't know. The, the schedules are, aren't too bad for these teams, but you got to go undefeated. But still, I, I'll say it again. It would be really cool if Army would be able to, uh, you know, run the table and, and play on the, in a New Year's Day Bowl. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think we're all in consensus on that. All right. Well, this has been the Armchair Coaching Podcast. This is Coach Sheffer signing off for Coach Heath, Coach Bennett, Coach Banstra, and Coach Steve, and we'll see you next time.